Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Marketing Corner. Woohoo! Yes, we're back. We're and back. This is today episode sixty-six. Yes. Uh, have you had a nice break? Here we're talking Christmas and New Year's. Yes, I did. Yeah, we haven't seen each other since Thanksgiving. No, it's actually been a while. It's been a really long yeah, time. How how are you? I'm good. <laughs> it's been I'm like good. two months. Yeah, <laughs> I I actually had a break for the first time, so I actually yeah. I chilled a bit. Nice. Yeah. Same. I, but I was very happy to get back to a routine. Yes. Having candy for breakfast <laughs> for like a week <laughs> in a row and watching movies all day. It's like such a bad habit. Bit. You get in, used to like eating chocolate every morning oh. and then like the kids get used to it. So yep. getting them off that habit is is, is hard. Yeah. What were we thinking? Yeah, I don't know. But good Christmas, good New Year. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Uh, still, I, I like to joke with my clients. It's still on all my fingers. So all good. It's such a dad joke. I know. I'm sorry, guys. Please. Such a dad. Yeah. It's such a, I don't know. Ah. I don't fucking know. Anyways. Anyway. Thanks for tuning in. We are today going to talk a bit about some of our learnings from 2023. That we're going to carry into 2024. Yes. Everyone's talking about predictions. We'd rather just talk about like what we learned and what that means for our mm-hmm. new year. That's right. We're uh, always different, aren't we? We're always different. We're, we're trying to do difficult. Like everybody can predict, but who can say they learned something? So anyways, so let's get this started. Uh, let's get this show on the road. What's the one of the things you learned from 2023 that you're carrying with you mm. into 2024? I think one of the main things I've learned is these kind of changes in data privacy. Yes. The tracking and, and things that we've seen with Apple. Yeah. It's coming with Google. Um, to make a high-level headline, it separates the good marketers from the great marketers. Um, we don't have the ability to rely heavily on the data that we have now to see mm-hmm. what's working, where we should be spending our money. And you can either let that ruin your strategy and frustrate you, or you can come up with new and creative ways. And I think that what we've seen is applying different techniques and different almost kind of going a little bit back in time and old school doing direct mail, for example, and, and different approaches that maybe had become not so trendy mm. by bringing them back. We're actually seeing a pretty good return on that. So, um, yeah. yeah, I think that kind of that pivot of having to adapt to these changes is is what shows great marketing. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I think it's a good point. I think uh, what I'm and not to say prediction wise, but one of the big things that's changing next year is like Google is rolling out a bunch of changes. Mm-hmm. So the introduction of something called consent mode. Um, uh, it's, it says, essentially, we're looking into a future where not even Google is going to help us with third party cookies anymore. Right. right. So so it, at the end of the day, the simple, simple version of this is this, it's going to be way harder to track. Mm-hmm. So tracking becomes harder. And what we've seen like i find it really interesting from from a spark force perspective what we've seen so far i thought i thought it would hurt us a lot i thought mm-hmm. it would hurt marketing a lot but what i've actually seen is that we we transitioned into more of what i call brand marketing mm-hmm. like so more the whole idea about creating a funnel it's not about the like this tracking every single part of the funnel anymore it's just mm-hmm. about getting the fucking people into the funnel mm-hmm. like getting the people to sign up yeah. Uh, getting them into your pipeline and that's different uh, yeah. and that I think that trend and that thing is, is something we learned in 20 it's not something necessarily just related to 2023 but it's something that's definitely going to continue mm-hmm. like uh, and more and more of the clients we work with also are allocating budget for the things that are not easily trackable yeah like and that's Same. interesting I find that really interesting mm-hmm. and also contradicts our next point we're gonna get to in a second but <laughs> but but I find that really really interesting that mm-hmm. a lot of people and people that I looked up to and talked a lot to and have, have have worked a lot with 
that were very, very ROI focused, mm. very like we need to prove every single dime we're spending. Those people are like, yeah, but this is, seems right. Yeah, if it feels right. And that was the thing yeah. that we didn't have yeah. maybe two years ago where it's like that gut. Don't listen to the gut. Yeah. Look at the data. And now it's kind of flipping around a little bit because you can't look at the data anymore. So you have to go with instinct. Less and, and less, right? Like, yeah. um, and it, I like it. <clears throat> I, like I do too. Yeah, I think um, it makes I think it makes marketing more colorful. Yeah. It's more interesting. You pull in, you know, one of the things that we are doing now that I never did in other roles is our Somi person is heavily involved yeah. in a lot of stuff and moving things along. But whereas before Somi didn't didn't count, and I'm putting that in air quotes yeah. because it didn't drive ROI. Yeah. It didn't drive revenue, I should say. Yeah. And now it's a huge part of our strategy because yeah. we see that the branding is making the sales funnel faster it's helping with efficiencies and it's spreading the word in a way that just purely paid wasn't able to do yeah and i think uh, one of the things we so we i think i counted it like we we had we've held more than 27 clients this year and we've done like i want to say almost 50 audits or something like mm -hmm. a lot of these audits is a classic marketing agency thing mm -hmm. but one of the things we we kind of found is that like paid search as a specifically like is really really bad in a lot of cases <laughs> like um don't get me wrong. We have cases where it's good. We do it a lot ourselves. So it's mm. not like, uh, we're, but but there are so many cases, especially when we audit it, where it's just a waste of money. Yeah. And the reason we can see that is because we look in the pipeline. Mm -hmm. But but the old like upfront conversion level stuff is is uh, it looks good on paper. Mm -hmm. But um, but it's just shitty. Like it's super super bad. And the thing that you need to make that good is better branding. You yes. need people to Google you. You need yeah, people exactly. to search for your niche technology, your service, whatever that is. And that's mm. where your branding comes in. And branding, I think, has been in the shadows for too long in favor of what is driving revenue, bot dotted line, first click attribution. Exactly. And now that's shifting. And I think that's great. I think it's great. And I, but I also think it's, it's important to note, and I don't want to sound like a big uh, like visionary here, but it, it, search is changing. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not like a lot of people are like dooms people. It's like, yeah, search is going to disappear tomorrow. Like, no, I don't really. No, it's never going to disappear. No, that's <laughs> not happening. It's too much. makes too much but, money. But it is changing. Yeah. Like, uh, the searches that, like, um, I, I use AI for a lot of searches. Like, a yeah. lot of, like, I ask it questions I would ask Google previously, right? Like, and you're seeing it a lot with, like, all these co-pilot being rolled mm -hmm. out and all, like, some of the engines starting to use Bing instead, right? So, so change, there's changes happening in search. It's not as clear-cut as it used to be. Mm -hmm. And and we, we heard, we're helping a really huge, like, a SaaS venture-backed company from, 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 let's just say, the U.S., uh, from based in the U.S., uh, really cool, really super cool company. And they used to spend like 80% of their budget on paid search. Mm -hmm. And when we started to really, really dig deep, it was a horrible investment. <laughs> like it was yeah. a really bad investment. It's very expensive. And now we're transitioning them and they're, and like, the f it was kind of funny because like they, in the beginning, we kind of like, we told them, hey guys, it's going to be like, it's, it's going to mean that there's going to be less MQLs, less uh, leads up mm -hmm. front, but there's going to be more and high intent stuff after all. Yep. And now they're like, yeah, yeah, uh, our first surface level leads dropped by like 50%. Mm -hmm. But now it's like, okay, but uh, actually our high intenders, our SAOs, yep. sales accepted opportunities in this case, uh, have increased by 20%. Mm. Okay, cool. That's what we want. Job done. Job done, right? And <laughs> I think that trend, like yeah. that learning is something we take, I at least take with me. And mm. I think it's kind of tying into what you're saying and taking it with me into 2024. Mm -hmm. It's still, it's, it's always been about focusing on the right things. Yes, again, right? yep. And the right... Like for us, 
the content is replacing what we would pay and put put into paid search, yeah. right? And making sure that our content is out there because it is more cost effective. Long tail yeah. takes a lot longer, but that is what's one creating the demand or at least the understanding that we exist. We help people, so we have to understand who we're talking to. Yeah. And that's the trick. You can't just splatter a ton of money into Google, cast your net super wide, and just see what bites. Actually, you have to know who you're talking to, what you're offering them, and that's where the good marketers come, or the great marketers come in. Yeah, definitely. They understand who they are talking to, what they need, and how you can help. Yeah. And that's going to be more cost efficient in the long run. And and just continuing, just rounding off this this part here a bit. So so the tracking also, I think you were kind of alluded to it also. Mm-hmm. Is this, it's bringing back old school marketing, yes. like and, and and with that I don't mean necessarily all the tactics and disciplines. That don't get me wrong; those are bringing coming back as well. But it's more, um, it's more the thinking, like mm. the more the strategy part of it. Yeah. Like, cause those suddenly, like when you can't do proper tracking, like you gotta have good strategy. Like, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong; like you always gotta have good strategy. But it's just like when when you. It used to be like I read this article the other day, and mm-hmm. I don't think I've told you this actually. So there was this Danish article in this uh, a, um, newspaper uh, or like a uh, news media called Magasfergus Marketing in Danish. Mm-hmm. Anyways, it was a uh, it was some of the biggest performance agencies in in Denmark are struggling big time. Like mm-hmm. and it's struggling from uh, not there's a little bit from a revenue perspective because they had hey they had really good times in Corona because everyone was home mm-hmm. buying online. Funny yep. enough, shit works. <laughs> but what they were struggling with is was the identity, their identity, mm. because in the past it would be like hey, uh, we can help you with Facebook, we can help you with Google Ads, and we can just optimize everything. But now since tracking's out the window, like mm. the platforms are becoming so much easier to work with that they're like. What is it we actually do again, guys? Yeah. <laughs> What's, what service are we providing? What, what are we actually doing yeah. here? Like yeah, setting up a Facebook ad? Yeah, but it takes us five minutes. It's not really hard. So, yeah. so, so what is it they're actually doing? And I thought, I thought that was really interesting. That is interesting. So for, for me, at least from Sparkforce, what we have learned at least is that we got to offer, you got to offer more. Like you got to be more than just someone as a marketeer today. Mm. It's not enough to be the guy who sets up Facebook yep. ads. You got to think deeper. Yeah. Right. Yep. So if I were in house in your team, I, and I'd be like, let's say I was a paid social person in your team, mm. I'd be like, how do I make sure the whole thing's integrated? Yes. Like, how do I think deeper? Yeah. Uh, exactly. And that's not necessarily new, but that's mm. at least a little bit different. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it's something that I think was not valued as much before, yes, and totally. now it's totally valued. Instead of like, what is it? Like, kind of a wide reach. You want actually narrow, a uh, 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 small reach, but deep yes really getting those people in because you'd rather have 10 really good high quality high value leads than 50 shitty leads and that your sales team is going to appreciate that too yes absolutely um let's um let's move on to the next one because we could do this all day (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure um what about yourself over to you um so so one of the things it's it's a it's actually and this is the contradicting part so it's number (laughs) two and i kind of want to it's interesting so um um what i think is going to be very interesting next year and 2024 here or now is efficiency mm-hmm. uh so for me efficiency is one of the words that's like was all over the agenda of 2023 and it's going to mm. be all over the agenda of 2024 yep. and it, the reason it's contradicting is that with efficiency essentially don't get me wrong you want to be efficient but in more it's about proving roi of marketing right mm. you want to make sure every dime you put into marketing is efficient is efficiently spent mm. but it's becoming harder to prove that yes so, so it's kind of moving in different directions. You want to you wanna be even more focused on getting ROI on your marketing, but at the same time, some of the things are becoming harder to prove. So what I hope this means and what I've learned is that you, 
it's not learning because I knew this before, but like overall, one of the things I've been gotten even better on is like focusing even more on pipeline, focusing mm. even more on the things that actually create revenue, like the things you can actually see. And whether the source is from Google ads, uh, Bing ads, whatever it is from source, that's not as important anymore. Mm -hmm. The important is, is marketing as an overall function is contributing. Mm -hmm. And to add to that, sorry, we, we did an episode um, not too long ago. My computer's frozen, so I can't tell you what number, <laughs> but it was KPIs for creatives. And yes. that was also part of, you know, how do you get your creative team, your product marketing team, your SOMI team, the people yeah. who maybe tend not to look too much at MRR, ARR, yes. how do you pull them in and how do you give them goals to show the way they are contributing to this. And it's yeah. things like branded searches. You know, branded searches are up. If direct traffic is up, um, that's a good sign that your branding is working, the things yes. that you can't track. So it's it's it listen to some previous episodes, kids, to find ways that you can find KPIs that connect to the MRR to show the impact of marketing. Yeah. Even like, if you can't point to it. As, a, as an example, right? Like all of our, I don't think, I can't mention, maybe I can't, but, but almost. We'll bleep I'll, it out if we have to. Yeah, no, uh, <laughs> but. Let's, uh, it's always these like, uh, it's uh, like a finger in the air kind of thing. But let's say it's like 60, 70%, 70% of all our clients are cutting budgets for next year. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, and it's not, not because marketing is not working. It's just, you know, they're cutting budgets. Everything's being cut. Everything's, Everything's being, being cut. cut yeah. And everyone you talk to, there's being layoffs and stuff like that. So, so efficiency is going to be the name of the game mm. and fi figuring out what that exactly means, I think is an interesting case. Mm -hmm. Like what and that's, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say that that comes down to runway and yeah. things like that. Yeah, you know, exactly. you want to, people don't want to apply for funding because there's less funding. So they need to make the cash they have last. Last as so long as possible. Yeah. I read, uh, I saw, um, uh, a study the other day or study or something similar, but that I think it was like 3,200 uh, SaaS or like venture backed uh, startups, scale ups, like big ones. <clears throat> stuff like these, like Birdie, like these, like mm. scooters in the US and stuff, went bankrupt in the last 18 months. That's wild. Well, now the business. Yeah. 30, 3,200. Like, we see huge break. companies making cuts. And these well. are huge. Like, huge they companies. were evaluated, like, they were had a valuation of 1 billion, right? Mm. Like, uh, all these kind of companies. Uh, so yeah, I think uh, to not to sound like a doomsayer, but I think we're in for a rough period. Mm -hmm. I have a feeling the first six months here is gonna be rough. Okay. Um, um, I don't know. I, I'm not a stock market or anything, but but yeah, I, I see it all the time. It's getting what I hear is that it's getting really hard to get the seed money. So yes, so pre-seed and and seed money in general, series Series A, mm -hmm. Series A is getting significantly harder. It used to be you could get Series A without having true product market fit. To mm -hmm. be honest, like which is also yeah, awful. a good idea. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But now you really need to have proven product market fit, and yeah. getting to that stage is is harder. But you know what? It's good. Good. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> good. I actually agree. I'm so sick and tired of these bullshit ideas being valued at a billion dollars because yeah, fuck yeah, it's so many people just want to be the first to invest in something. I mean, you look at Theranos, you look at these. We work, you know, don't sue me, anyone. But there was a lot of dodgy shit happening out yeah. there. And now it's going to make the cream of the crop rise. It's the people who have the good idea that have the product market fit that's providing that, a service. That's profitable. That's profitable. Or has, has, yeah. at least has a straight line to profitability. Yeah. Like you always have these like, I don't think there's, it's hard to build a Facebook and expect it to be profitable day one. No. Right? And that's fair. Like there are companies like that. But I think the, the a lot of the problem is like we treated all the companies, like, it was the next Facebook. Yeah, yeah. So all of them was like, yeah, it's not going to make money for the next 10 years. Dude, you're selling furniture. 
You need to make money. <laughs> like it's not like money. this is not a do- bottomless pit. Of like let's money. say like like I remember. Do you know the company Casper that sells yes. mattresses? Right. Yeah, yeah. Like, like all over the podcast. All sponsor us. Hey, uh, but uh, <laughs> I need a new mattress. But um, no, but um, I even have the same name. Uh, but um, but that I think that's a perfect example of like of like people going crazy. It's like they're selling mattresses. Yeah. I know, you know, like it's digital, but you know. They're selling mattresses, and it was like value. And you usually like only need one for a really just long time. Like one mattress is <laughs> like evaluation is not really stacking up. Like, and I heard I can't remember the exact number, but I heard their CAC was like, their like four times, four times of what they brought in. So it was like, uh, how do we turn this around? <laughs> Whoops. Whoopsie. Mm. And I think that there's so many of these companies, and I'm not yeah. saying maybe Casper's turn around. Maybe it's a good case these days. I don't know. But my point is just like, yeah. Yeah, uh, it's about time. It's about it time. was gonna I happen. Think I think it's good. It's gonna happen. It's good. Um, we have a couple more minutes left. Yes, I want to talk a little bit about this. Might be a little controversial for my sales kings and queens out there. Yeah, but one of the learnings that I've had through a year of focusing on holistic growth is there are more ways to make MRR than new customer acquisition. Absolutely. And that's why I think we should be focusing a lot more on retention, mm-hmm. customer sa- satisfaction, and being more customer focused and in- enrolling your customers to do your own branding for you. Yes. It's much, much cheaper, much more reliable. People trust it more. It takes more work, mm-hmm. but it's sturdy. Like it yeah. feels sturdy as opposed to Google Ads. And Thoughts. I, I, I <laughs> totally agree. And I want to <clears throat> add one thing that I, I've, I've learned in 2023 pricing. Mm. You know, it's it's funny. Uh, I read something uh, the other day. Like, um, it is way way easier to make uh, to make to double your revenue mm-hmm. than it is to have to to drop your uh, CAC your customer acquisition cost by half. Mm. It's way easier because like drop doubling your revenue, like you can increase prices. Mm-hmm. Like increase prices like ten percent in b- buckets or something similar, and then mm. you're there. Yeah. But uh, decreasing like decreasing your CAC. That's really, really hard. Yeah. That's not something you just do because you're like, it's an optimization process yes. where the pricing is a lot about how far can you go, right? And mm-hmm. where, how can you, what levers can you activate? Mm-hmm. So I think one of my learnings in top of what you're saying here is essentially what are the other ways you can make revenue? Like yeah. how, what, how other, how can we increase MRR without having to get new, spend mm-hmm. money on marketing or spend money on sales or whatever, right? Yeah. And the good thing about, say, if you were to build, like we did a tiering model, right? Yeah. So you can upgrade and you can add in that. That is not calculated into CAC nope. in many exactly. many cases. So yeah. if you have a customer paying one amount, you've got the CAC on that. But then if you upgrade them and you get them to pay more, yeah. that is money in your pocket without actually using marketing spend, sales time, and budgets and things like that. And that is something I think, at least from my perspective and my background, I have never worked in a company until now mm. where I'm allowed to think about customers, no. where I'm allowed to go, how can I make really the customer happier? I was always yeah. told, just get them to sign on the dotted line and move on to the next yeah, and one. Get the fuck out and here. get the <laughs> fuck out. Like, leave it for CS. It's CS's problem now. And I, that was one of the things oh. I thought was always broken with marketing is yeah. like, we have a really good resource to, we are a really good resource to help the help center, yeah. engage with customers, get them on a webinar, get them on a podcast, get them to come to an event. And that doing that, we've seen a really good return on increasing our MRR yeah. while reducing CAC because CAC is not part of expansion. I agree. And I think uh, a, a bit like um, to your point here, like we talked a lot about in 2023 about product-led growth. It's like yes. a big topic. Yeah. I think it's still a big topic in 2024. Mm-hmm. I think the search for PLG is going to increase. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just, and, and here comes the, fun, the controversial statement. I think there's going to be more failures 
but I think there's going to be a few key wins. Yeah. So with, with that, I mean, there's going to be some revelations around PLG that are going to be massive. And I think there's going to be more and more people realizing that PLG is not for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, controversial, I don't know. But but uh, but I think I have it because I've seen so many people try PLG. I mm-hmm. like, I can't. I don't even know. And it's so all many part of this efficiency play, though, isn't it? Yes. How do we be more efficient? Do a PLG. And then they yeah. just go, okay, that's really not what we should <laughs> it be It was doing. a lot of time wasted. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And we're in the middle of a PLG play. Um, and it's... I mean, it's not been a smooth sailing, no. but we're still confident that we can help at least impact our CAC. And one of the yeah. things we're talking about is we have a KPI, um, an MRR target for, for the PLG. Yeah. But actually, maybe we're going to shift that more to a CAC sales efficient, uh, CS efficiency, excuse yes. me, play, because it's, it's, it's a lot more long term. But that is the point of a PLG. The PLG is not to turn up revenue. No. It's to increase efficiencies of gotcha. your CS team and your sales team so they can focus on those upmarket high value deals, those more complex customer support cases. And that's the point, I think, that you should be looking at in a PLG. It's not necessarily, so of course, take it with a pinch of salt. It's not necessary for everyone. Get as many people as possible in your product. I don't no, want no. everyone in my product. No. And my product is not for everyone. Yeah. But I want the little guys who just want A, B, and C. Mm. Take care of them. Self-serve. Knock yourself out to keep my sales team and my CS team open for those more complex, yeah. high-value cases. I totally agree. Nice. Cool. Uh, uh, last note, I just want to point out, like, so we talked about efficiency, mm-hmm. but I, for me, that also leads uh, a bit into the last one, and we definitely have to mention this, like, AI as a thing. Like, it is not, still a thing. It's still, it, it, <laughs> it's not. But I think uh, the reason I bring it up with efficiency is because that's what it's supposed to do, for mm. me at least. For me, it's about efficiency. Yeah. Like that is that is the name of the game. One of the ways to drive efficiency is using AI. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I'm, I'm not gonna take talk about this this episode, but essentially, just very brief, we built uh, we built a model like a Google Sheet model mm-hmm. uh, in SparkForce that essentially takes the ICP, so ideal customer profile of our customers, maps it out, and then creates ads for our frameworks that we can use as inspiration. Okay. Instantly. Yeah. So essentially, we take every information we have, and for each segment that's created by the customers, like, hey, we want to target these, and we get all the information, then we create tone of voice, we create all these different, mm. we create everything. That means that we can, in a launch time that's like used to be slower, I think I, we haven't tested that much yet, but it, like I would be surprised if we don't speed it up by 50%, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And I, this, this is just a small example of saying like there's so many marketing departments out there where efficiency with AI is going to be game changer yeah absolutely and i mean we're doing a lot of ai at least for creatives yeah to help come up with new creatives and and try new things out and we use it obviously for content but we don't use it to create content we use it for inspiration we use it for there's only a handful two people on my team that are native english speakers so they like to check their you know so so they use it in those kind of sense of of efficiencies to kind of improve their own Exactly. Personal. We use efficiency. a lot for uh, editing. Stuff yeah, like editing that. stuff. Like, um, so we have a uh, an amazing videographer, Sean. He's mm-hmm. fucking amazing. So he doesn't use it ad- as much. But whenever he's like out of capacity, I'm like, yeah, guys, I got this. <laughs> like, uh, cap cut. Can you do this? And yeah. like, uh, cut, cut, cut. Poop. Yeah. Done. Right. Yeah. Like, exactly. Yeah. So. So uh, good shit. Yeah. Cool. Cool. All right. Short but sweet. Yeah. Looking back and looking forward. Yes. Twofer. Yeah, you can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking backwards. A. Boom. And on that note, peeps, thanks for tuning in. Good to be back. Good to be back. See you.